technique and drills make you go faster, not getting fitter and fitter and fitter. More technique, more downwind, and honing skills. You're never too old to change bad habits, and you're never too old to learn new ones. I can teach you all the mistakes. I've had so many mistakes in this life of mine, long life, paddling life, and why should you make the same mistakes when I've already been through there, done that, bought the t-shirt a number of times, Hi there, welcome to the Coach Tulupski podcast. These episodes are taken from Oscar's live interactions with his Oscar's club members and are great for anyone looking for insights into paddling faster and having more fun. Okay, it looks like it's working again. Uh, here we are on a Friday morning. It was sunny one minute ago and then suddenly I'm actually getting rained on. Here's the Nello factory. Behind me you can see there's the seven referring to um, the Nello 7 uh, K1. This factory, as you can see, is rather large and in through those glass windows you might not be able to see is where the gym for the workers is. So now I'm gonna walk you through the whole factory, which is about 20,000 square meters. So it's very interesting to see how surf skis are made. Here's the, the front entrance. I'll walk you through the, the actual um, the offices where the design work is done and then hopefully we can see a few surf skis being made. Uh, the, the first guys that arrive in the, in the factory are the, the painters. The painters get you at about half past six to paint the, the, um, to paint the, the gel coat onto the boat so they can start uh, um, laminating as soon as they come in at eight o'clock. First point of reference is the office and this is the entrance. You can see through the, through the wall there, that's where everything happens. And these are all the seven or what they call set K1s going from small to double XL. This is a, a view of the, the actual plan of the building. And in the, here, walking through to all the history of Nello, these are all the, the, the old boats that they started making. Remember, Nello has been going for 40 years. 40 years, that's correct. It's the oldest uh, kayak company in the world that's still been going. So, um, it's looking really uh, nice. They've grown and grown and grown. They started in a little house. Nello himself started in a little house. And I'm walking up to the office where the, where the um, designs get done. From the design, then it goes on to CNC machines. And then from the CNC machines, we make a few prototypes. And once we've tested the prototypes a few times, then we might make a mold. Just walking to the office. You can see here, there's all the parking lots for all the cars. Nice view. Weather not too bad today. Here's the office. Bon dia. Bon dia. No, no wind, no rain. Here's the man that makes all the designs. Tiago. This is also the man who makes the, the designs. 
All the Olympic champions. Raquel Mandeia. Ah, bom dia. He's the guy that packs all the boats. K1 of Lisa Carrington, Olympic gold medalist multiple times. So now I'll take you from where they design all the, the stuff to where they make it all, which is more interesting than the office. Everybody's got offices. Bondia, Cecilia. She has Marissa, the front lady that does all the work, books all the flats, and she's says hi. hi good this is morning. to my group. There's only there's from all over the world. Oh, welcome yeah. to Nello. <laughs> so Marissa does all the hard work, books all the flats to everywhere in the world, and um, she does a fantastic job. Security to get in. And here we I'm gonna turn the camera around. So there's where it all starts. Walking through to the CNC machine where all the the designs come down and then they make them in here. You can see here's the CNC machines. There's two of them, three of them, Bundy uh, making some new boats. From uh, the CNC machine, then it goes through to um, goes through to um, making matrix, and he has Nello riding his bicycle with a light on. <laughs> so here they, this is our, our. You can have a look. Good day, Enrique. So all these black boats are matrix Pedro, are matrixes, and from these matrixes, do you you make a, a mold? You either make a a plug or a matrix, or you make a mold. A mold. This is like a, a mold out of wood. This is how you make a wooden mold. So the wooden mold uh, gets trashed after about. Um, after about uh, oh, one one product, one product goes into the a wooden mold. Here's another wooden mold. You can see this wooden mold. It gets finished. Once it's uh, used once, it gets thrown away. Uh, you test the product. If the product works, then you make a proper mold. A proper mold can last up to um, up to. Uh, um, 500 parts to a thousand parts depends on how well you're doing it now I'm going to take you where they do the gel coats you'll be happy to know that the Surfskis are getting made and put together so you'll see what's inside a Surfski there 
We'll take you to where the gel coating is done. So remember you first start with the with the mold that now you can see he has a proper mold and this is gel coat, the paint on top, gel coat. So the gel coating is the first part of the process and then the lamination comes next. The lamination, as you can see them laminating there. Basically most of our boats or all of your surf skis and kayaks are made by first a lamination of uh, glass or carbon, as you can see here. And then they use a core. All, uh, all, all our boats have got a core, invariably carbon or, or, or uh, glass on the outside and the cores are on the inside. The cores are all different kind of cores. One of the cores here is like a, a no-mix honeycomb. That core is about two or three millimeters thick and, and uh, helps. This is a PVC core. Very, uh, very lightweight, very thin and very tough, which makes your boats uh, very, very sturdy. Here they are actually making a, a surf ski. You can see there's a lot of hand, hand making. That is a surf ski, it looks like a seven, so it's pure carbon. This is the deck, as you can see. And this is the hull. So they've been going for uh, uh, one, and a, one and a half hours and they already finished the, the hull and deck. Once they've done this whole process, they'll vacuum bag the, the, the boat to get all the excess resin out to make it as light as possible. So in here is where they, you can see where they, they put the boats together. This is a heated oven and they vacuum bag everything. You can see everything, this is an oven. The temperature here goes up to 80 degrees and this is how they vacuum bag. They vacuum bagging a boat. But here you can see a Sersky which has been vacuum bagged. It's got, a, it's got a vacuum bag here to suck out all the excess resin. So once they finish, you can see there's a core there. They put carbon, core, carbon or Kevlar, depending on what construction. And then they put a, a, a perforated plastic so it doesn't stick. From the perforated plastic, then they put a blanket to absorb all the extra, extra resin. And then they put a vacuum bag, as you can see, this, is, this has been overnight at about 80 degrees to increase the heat distortion temperature. Once that's all um, hard, which is about eight hours, then it'll go to joining. Okay, so in joining, they'll, they'll keep it in the mold the whole time and they'll trim it, join it, and then they'll have to spend a lot of time finishing it. So out of the oven, you can see that oven was about 80 degrees C. And they all had various processes, just to show you again.
can see here Vary is wetting out the carbon on a flat surface so that if you, if you uh, um, laminate in the boat, the, car, the resin tends to run to the bottom of the boat. Therefore, you rather have uh, lamin you laminate it on top on a flat surface so you can even an even amount of resin and then you put it in. And when you put it in, uh, it's not going to run to the bottom. And then obviously when you vacuum it, it's still going to happen. Yeah, they demolding. This is, happens to be a C1. Devolving. We do about 18 to 20 boats a day, depending on if there's K4s or not K4s here. So here you can try and demold. It's very hard to demold. Popping out a brand new boat. There we go. Not like I said. There we go. All the tools to make sure that we demold the boat, and then it goes into finishing. Here we have uh, a Sersky. You wanted to know what's inside a Sersky? Well, here we go. He's got all the parts ready. You have to make sure everything's watertight. So he's already doing the process. This is the inside. You can see we've got a double, a double layer here for joining, so it's extra strong. That's the cables or the, the where the cables will run in. Yeah, he's making sure they're glued in. And uh, this is the foam. The foam that's going to go inside the Sersky is made out of a uh, lightweight, lightweight but non-water uh, uh, absorbed foam. So your boat never gets uh, heavier with time. So these, this is the the, the decks, two decks, and then the hulls. They get joined. Once they get joined, they go into the trimming you can see there the a dusty part they just they they sand all those things down join them together then they have, then they go through the process of um, of making a perfect boat. Here's a K4. Look at the seam. Perfect. Perfect K4. You can see the seam. It's got a. It's getting painted so that the seams are absolutely. So it comes out of the out of the mold like this. When it's joined, you can see the little seam there. And then, with a lot of lot of hard work and and prep, they take the seam away. And then you're going to get a smooth boat. You can see this is in one phase here. You can see the seam completely sprayed. So that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to get these seams that are absolutely um, flawless and have no uh, um, no seams and, and make uh, Nello boats very special. You can see all the boats. Here are the finishing areas. Here is one of the new uh, Viper surf skis. 
And now you can see the Vapaserski here, the baler. It's got all the things of the Serski. And again, you can see a beautiful finish. No, no uh, seam line to talk of. Every boat has got a, a, a piece of paper like this that tells them who made the boat, when it was made, what the weight was, what construction, what's going on there. Uh, yes, perfect glossy boat. So this is going to Anders Carlsen in, uh, in uh, Sweden. And you can see they take a lot of care. This is the, the most important person is this guy here. Zwang, he's a paddler as well. And he, he does all the quality control. And he is the biggest enemy of the factory <laughs> because he makes them work and go back and go and fix little things. Little marks like something like this. He'll complain about it. A little mark like that. And then uh, he, they have to go back, fix it, and then do it again. Here we have uh, another interesting boat. The Nello 600 that I did the Molokai in. You can see beautifully finished. Not a mark anywhere. Everything's ready. The new footrest. Steering front and back in the Nello 600. And as I say, you can choose your own colors. So front and back steering. And this is getting ready to get shipped out. Again, it'll have a piece of paper. This is going to Gary Mauer in Ireland. Uh, great outdoor. So you can see there's why he's from Ireland. That's why he's got the green look here. Putting the rudders in. This man helps me out all the time. <laughs> yeah. And here's another, uh, what it looks like, a 560 getting finished. Here's the, the, the baler getting put in. Again, look how neat it is. And the girls do all the neat work, you know, because they're far more neater than the men. <laughs> There's a good finish on the baler. And here's another a 520XL, another favorite of mine going out to, uh, to a customer. Um, again, so there's a lot, of, uh, a, a lot of work gets done because what happens is the boat comes here and it looks good. And then it has to go back to where all the people sand and polish all the time. So it's a very interesting process, a lot of man hours. Here comes a sea kayak again notice absolutely no seam line no nothing there so that's what makes Nello boats uh, a, a different league to most boats out there with no seam line nothing that you can uh, see and and uh, and it makes it uh, very fast as well and light and smooth and all the things all our, our surf skis are a little bit shorter than most people because we be believe in uh, and waterline length being shorter, which gives us less, less uh, resistance. So now I'm going to go through to the office where it's a little bit quieter. And uh, I'll talk you through a couple of the questions that were asked. As you know, this will get... Oh, there we go. Thank you. Obrigado. Overview. Connection available. Okay, let's see. Something... Seems to have gone wrong, but I think it's back in. In fact, that's an interesting graph. That's how well 
we've done in the Olympics. From 2000, we were very small. We got five medals of the medals on offer. And now 2016, you can see we've overtaken the, the market. This is Olympic K1s, K2s, K4s, and uh, C1s and C2s. So, we've been going 20 minutes around the factory. I know this is gonna be emailed to everybody to go and watch. Um, there were a few questions that I'll, that I'll uh, answer that, that came up. Uh, please come back, okay. Interesting that, interesting that when you go off the screen, um, it seems to disappear the live, the live uh, feed. Okay, so that was a chat through the factory. I hope it uh, went through smoothly. It's quite difficult to go front and back views. The bottom line is uh, this factory is here to build magnificent product that everybody can use and, uh, and it takes a lot of work. So if there is the slightest of defect, you know there's a lot of people involved trying to make it perfect for you. It's not always going to be perfect because, as I say, there's always some human error. One of the questions were, what are the differences between the, the 520s? Uh, that was from Andre from Braga, who lives down the road from uh, Porto. And he's, the whole thing is, and Nella be known for this, to make boats for specific weights. And it's the same thing when it comes to, um, to the 520. We've introduced the 520S, which is probably a boat which is at least uh, up to about 65 kilos maximum. So it's for younger, younger paddlers, light women and light men. And then you go through all the, the other um, weights. So you get 520S, 520L, and a 520XL to cater for all the different size weights. Um, I hope it's working. It seems to be working. Um, Cam, maybe you can post those uh, questions because I haven't got my computer right here. But another question I can remember is how to get on and off a dock. You'll be happy to hear that I've actually posted that video. I did that. And I posted getting out, which is normally quite difficult, more difficult than getting in on a dock on a surski. Uh, another question came is throwing your legs over in a surf ski to improve your, uh, your um, balance. Yes, that can be done in a K1. In fact, I do it quite often in a K1, but again, you've got to make sure that you're, you've got your paddle in the correct place and you're bracing correctly. If you're bracing correctly, you can do anything. And that's the whole thing with all my bracing drill is that you can uh, um, manage to, to um, keep yourself upright by having control of your paddle. That is the most important part. Not that you are old or young and you've got better balance than somebody else. No, if your paddle's in the water, at all times you cannot fall out, especially if it's in the brace position. A question up there, cold and windy Sydney. Yes, but believe me, yesterday and the day before was cold and windy here. Funny enough, I think on Monday I'm going to be doing a live uh, crossing from, from Copenhagen. I'm just going to decide on the time. And in Copenhagen, there's a company called Dan Sprint. And what Dan Sprint do is make a kayaking erg. And I'm going to talk about it. That's an, one of the options. Remember, kayaking erg is there for aerobic uh, training, not specifically for 
technique, although it can help your technique a little bit. The problem with, uh, with all ergs that are you pulling back is that's not the object of paddling. The object of paddling is locking your paddle into the water and pulling yourself forward, not pulling the paddle back. You want the paddle locked in the water and you want to be pulling yourself forward. So the, the cross training that I do is I do a lot of, uh, 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 I try and do nice math running. So running like eight to 10 kilometers every second day. I cycle every second day and, and I try and swim every day not a lot just a little bit and and i sort of want to play more water polo but my wife and the doctors seem to think it's not good for a 56 year old person's shoulder you know so yes do anything and then a lot of things that i do just before i go to bed i like to do a few push-ups a few sit-ups a few planks and the same thing in the morning if you do those every single morning uh, at least you've got it in the morning and the evening you've got something under your belt you know a good question Byron Howard, are you on Strava? Yes, I am on Strava. You can see some of my training sessions. Always very relaxed. At 56, I like to be uh, relaxed. Okay, the question is, when you're catching a run, do you increase your cadence or put down more power? Okay, so what actually happens, that's a very good question, Phil from Australia, all the way from Aladala. Um, people make the biggest mistake, is that you want to put more power down. If you put it's, and I equate this to riding a bicycle. If you're in your top gear, how do you go faster? You actually push harder on the pedals. And when you push hard on the pedals, your cadence will automatically go up because you get faster. You don't change down to, this, to the small gear and try and go faster. So I suggest that you really concentrate on power to catch a run and not increase your cadence. Your cadence will increase automatically as your speed increases hope that hope helps uh, from just paddle faster about the math question i did answer this about the the math questions um i really think that you that you uh got to keep um on your drills keep doing the drills that you struggle the most with double on a session just keep repeating the drill that you're really struggling with all the time. Do that two or three times. I, I tend to do the top hand uh, drill, this one here. This one, tend to do that more, quite a lot more than most. And then I like to do the elbow to knee, elbow touching the knee and going on. That helps. So um, I'm always trying to, and it's funny, I mean, I do more drills than most people and I've been doing these drills for 15, 20 years. So don't ever run short of your drills and don't be, it's funny, uh, um, one of my students, he thought, no, he'll do it, he won't do the on, uh, the on, on land, uh, on waist deep water drills. And once he did the on waist deep water drills, realized how tough it is to actually do waist deep water drills, standing in waist deep water and paddling and doing those drills that helps you immensely and it actually make, makes you and helps you feel what it should feel like on the boat once you get in the boat you've got stability issues and that can hamper your your drills uh andre from braga asked uh i found them pretty achievable except the leg drive i saw uh drill videos a few times and I understand the concept of going Pole bolts of visualization. My feeling is they're just pushing on the front foot and not rotating on it. Yes. Okay. The leg drive drill is going to take a lot of time. That is the very uh, uh, important 
uh, drilled overnight. It's going to take a, a little bit of time uh, to perfect. And the whole thing is you want to put that paddle in, drive your leg into the paddle blade, but don't push back. Make sure you're rotating and pulling yourself off the seat. If you're pulling yourself off the seat, you, both of your feet are pushing forward on your footrest and you're going to be moving forward by driving your leg. It takes a little bit of practice and I'm sure you're going to perfect it over time. Remember, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not becoming world champion overnight. It didn't take me overnight. It took me a long time to perfect all these um, drills and to get better. So hopefully, I think our next uh, live streaming will be from uh, Copenhagen, from the dance sprint. Uh, dance. Funny enough, can you believe it? What a small world. As I am talking to you, Ola Top, the owner of dance sprint, is phoning me. I don't know, you must be thinking uh, on the same level. Uh, just paddle for beginners. Uh, the question is, first part involves mounting and swing your legs. How relevant is Okay. As I said before, the K1, you can actually do this in a K1, but you have to be uh, good. Okay, so I'm signing off now. We are nearly uh, over half an hour. I want to keep, up, keep you guys up and then... Obviously, this will get posted by Cam on email to the people that aren't on Facebook. Um, so that you can see how interesting the factory was. I hope you enjoyed that. So the next one will be from Copenhagen. And then the next one from then is going to be Chicago, Traverse City, Immersion Clinic. So you're going to have a lot of fun uh, seeing where I am in the world. Uh, and I hope you learned something and keep on practicing. I'm there, remember, at a drop of a hat, send me an email um, and, I'll, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for all of you uh, and I will, I will see you uh, Monday. I'll just verify the time. Cheers from the Nello factory. Hi there, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you want to join Oscar's club or get access to his free technique video series, you can do that by visiting coachchalupski.com.